You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're tuned into DC's DFS Challenge with Dan Mater and Chris Pinto. Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hello and welcome in to DC's DFS Challenge. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, followed by my confidant, Mr. Christopher Pinto. We are on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, also presented to you by Belly Up Sports. And today is the last day of our football DFS Challenge show today. We'll still have Chaz Vardy on in the second half of the show, as we always do to talk about our sports bets of the week. But yeah, this is week 17. So I know there's playoffs and there's, yes, there's DFS and pro football going into playoffs, but we're going to switch gears. Starting next week, we'll be here at our normal time, 9.30 to 10.30 on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network on WWSRN, and we're going to give you our NBA Sunday lineups. That's what we're going to do. Our NBA Sunday lineups, which will be eventually replacing once the playoffs, the football playoffs are over. So that's what we're still going to be there for you. So this show is going nowhere even though fantasy football may be coming to an end. And week 17 is a crazy week because it's the wild, wild west week because we don't know who's going to play, how long they're going to play. There's playoff implications on the line. There's teams trying to get ready for next year. There's coaching jobs on the line. There's a million different things going on in week 17, making people who wouldn't normally be valuable, valuable, and other guys who usually depend upon non-existent altogether. But first and foremost, Christopher Pinto, how was your New Year's, my brother? Man, Dan, first, my New Year's was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, my wife and I drank champagne, played board games, watched the ball drop. Uh, it was it, it was it was the great ending and exclamation point to 2020 uh, and leading into 2021. So, man, can't complain. Um, like everyone's seen on social media, 2020 was the year that uh, we all realized what we were thankful for. So. Gotta love 2020 for that. Yeah, I mean, we we survived, right? We survived. We got through it. We made it 2021. Hopefully, you know, it, it'll be better. Obviously, all the problems of 2020 does not to suddenly disappear because it's struck to the new year. But hopefully, things are trending in a better direction. And most importantly, is that we have sports right now. And most importantly, is that we we made it through a football season somehow, some way. We made it through an entire football season for everything. So great. Great stuff there that we made it to the week 17. Great that we had the playoffs starting next week, all of that. But we're still here to win you guys money. And that's what this show is all about. And Chris always has a great lineup to put together. We do have another DFS challenge for you guys this week. We're also going to announce the winner later on today when Chaz comes on for the month of December. And we're not even going to have a drawing because this person actually won back-to-back weeks, won twice in December. So we're just going to go ahead and give him the prize because that has not happened yet this year. So we're going to announce that later on in the show. And we will still have, now that we're going to be continuing on, we're going to have tournaments throughout January, February, March, April, May, June, July, all of the months in the new year of 2021, as long as Chaz Florida continues to provide us with his great services with championshipfootballs.com. So Chris, when you're looking at your DraftKings lineup and you're looking at these players, you know there's extenuating circumstances for a lot of these different games and where these people are at, as far as our coaching changes go, where they're at, as far as our playoff stances go, are all going to impact how hard these guys play. How, what kind of lineup were you able to put together? So, I mean, you're 100% right about week 17 being essentially the wild, wild west, right? There's guys, like you mentioned, that you, you can't count on or, you know, Josh Allen comes to mind, right? 
could you count on him? Is he going to play the entire game? You don't know if they're going to sit him in the third, the fourth, maybe even after the half. Um, head coaching said, Sean McDermott said that they're going to have a plan. So you would think that if a head coach says they're going to have a plan, I mean, when, when all, when all cylinders are firing, there's never a plan. It's right. It's the game. Right. So we'll see what happens, but yeah, uh, my lineup definitely reflects um, the guys that I think are going to play the entire game. So uh, for, for DraftKings, I'll, I'll just jump right into it. Um, Ryan Tannehill, the most he has cost all year at $7,000. He's my quarterback for the week um, in DraftKings quarterback three on the week seven grand. Like I said, I think he has a really good floor for his rushing ability. And out of all the safe guys that you can have with rushing ability at, at your quarterback position, he's one of the cheaper options um, going up against Houston. Obviously they're not great. My Houston Texans is, you know, it's a, it's a rebuilding year. We'll, we'll figure it out hopefully, but the Texans defense, the fourth highest TD rate at 5.6% um, and a league high of 69.8% completion rating to the quarterback position. So Ryan Tannehill with his safe floor for rushing, I think has a phenomenal day. Um, over the past four weeks, Houston ranks 24th against the quarterback, allowing 21.16 points. And Ryan Tannehill right now is, you know, excluding a few weeks he's been playing out of his mind right the quarterback seven on the year 320 points essentially you gotta like what he's doing um and Tannehill I feel like has a bounce back week after that loss to Green Bay last week um I, I really like this whole Houston Texans Tennessee Titans matchup because playoff implications are high in both these games with the Jaguars and the Colts playing as well which leads me into my running back one Jonathan Taylor touchdown, JTT, uh, my running back two on the week, $7,400 on DraftKings against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are not very good right now, obviously. <laughs> um, the Jacksonville Jaguars have allowed 117 rushing yards per game, which is the third most in the league. And they've allowed four straight weeks of running backs to get essentially 20 PPR points against them. Um, Jacksonville ranks 30th against the running back. Um, over the last six weeks, 33 and a half points, essentially to the running back position. Jonathan Taylor touchdown is what I call him, right? JTT. He last week rushed 18 for 74 yards and scored two touchdowns in the past three games. He scored five touchdowns. Jacksonville is tied for the worst goal to go defense in the league. And over the past six weeks, I believe Jonathan Taylor touchdown has been handling all the work inside four yards and up. You have to imagine after last week, the Colts maybe learned their lesson and will give the ball to Jonathan Taylor more than five times in the second half to close out a game. I mean, come on, give the, just free this kid. But I mean, I guess since what I was at a week 11, he's had essentially 16 to 26 touches. We want to see that 26 mark again, right? To get that value for the 7,400 bucks, 16. I'm out on that. Give me the 20 numbers. Come on, Frank, right? Just listen to what Dan has been saying for the longest and free this kid. Let him run wild against this defense. Um, another guy that, my running back two, I guess, $6,300, DeAndre Swift, the only guy there, right? Um, against this porous, porous Minnesota defense, this is not very good. Um, over the last four weeks, Minnesota has been the worst against the running back position, giving up the league high 36 points. Um, what I do like is the narrative on DeAndre Swift, where they've been using him all, 
on and off, on and off and right is what you would say. But he also had success against the Vikings when he last faced him, 97 yards on 16 touches. He gets way more than that this time because in the last five games, he's had five targets. And then they utilize him on the ground as well. So you got to like DeAndre Swift at $6,300 against this Minnesota defense, right? Well, and the big key for me is I was actually going to be avoiding DeAndre Swift until we got the news today that Matthew Stafford's actually going to find a way to start tomorrow, which didn't think that was going to wind up being the case, but that is the news that he is expecting to start tomorrow. With that in mind, I have more faith that Detroit's offense in general will be able to move the ball, which, yes, in turn, then that makes me excited about DeAndre Swift, especially at the $6,300 price tag that you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, he's been a top 17 back in seven out of the last nine games. So his floor is amazing with Matthew Stafford, too. Yeah, upgrade him just a tad, but he's still putting out those running back one numbers at his price point. So you got to like that. Um, I'm going to go to my flex because is another running back that kind of fills out my trio for $7,700. Probably not a hot play, but I like what he, I, I, I just have faith in the volume, right? And it might be a little much, but I couldn't squeeze in Derrick Henry in this one. And FanDuel, I did. But David Montgomery, man, um, helped me win a championship last week. Um, So I'm going with him. And I know it's not a popular pick, but he's he's cruised in a couple, I guess, in the last four or five games, over 100 in a touch or over 75 in a touchdown. So $7,700 against Green Bay in a game that I feel like he is going to play the entire game. I got to trust him. Yeah, no disagreement there. Then my receivers, the trio, I'll start off with Justin Jefferson, $7,600. Counterpart to DeAndre Swift in this stack game, I guess. The wide receiver six for me on the week. There's nothing really I need to say about Justin Jefferson, offensive rookie of the year, right, in my mind. Uh, And then moving on to two guys that not – they helped me unlock this roster, right? Curtis Samuel, who I, he probably might be in your lineup as well. He's just a sneaky guy, right? He's the, he's a Swiss army knife, no CMC, no Mike Davis. Uh, in the last four games, he's had 28 targets. He's kind of unlocking uh, your roster in that mid range uh, field at $5,300 going against new Orleans, which is 23rd against the wide receiver. But let's be honest, he might be at the running back position. He might be in the slot. Who knows where he's going to be at tomorrow. They got a whole playbook of plays just for this guy. So you like him. And then, you know, with my Aggies on right now, rocking the maroon today, uh, got to go 3200 bucks. Josh Reynolds, uh, no Cooper Cup against Arizona. You know, he's not he's not in the top 50 for me on the week, but at $3,200, I'm hoping that he catches a bomb or something that returns that value for me. Um, like you taught me, right? L- returning on the value. So 3200 bucks. hopefully he catches a bomb, puts me seven, eight points. That's all I really hope for. And same position, same thing, I guess, with my tight end and Dalton Schultz, three grand against the uh, New York Giants. The tight end 17 for me, but a game that I feel that Dallas is going to stomp the Giants in and make a, make a point of it. I, I think Dalton Schultz catches at least one touchdown. So I like him in the end zone. Um, and then my defense that I'm starting across the board in any format, every format, every one of my lineups is the Browns. The Browns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Miles Garrett named captain uh, because Stabanski's quote, wants the big guy out there right from the beginning. So, Miles Garrett, let's go, baby. Another Texas A&M Aggie. Gig him. Let's go, Browns. Back with the game. I just want to see the showdown between him and Mason Rudolph. <laughs> just put a knockdown on those two and let them go at it. 
we have, we're, we're all a lot of the same players between our FanDuel lineups and our DraftKings lineups. We are going to be discussing a lot of similar players. I'm right there with you. I have Ryan Tannehill in my lineup as well, quarterback for DraftKings. Uh, at 7,000, to your point, you get the rushing stats along with the receiving stats. I like the fact that Deshaun Watson's going to play. I think this, this really should turn to a real shootout between these two teams, the way their defenses line up, with the way their offenses are lining up right now as well. That should lead to Ryan Tannehill having a heck of a floor. And I wanted to make sure that I got the entire ground game of Tennessee in this one because I did put Derek Henry in my lineup at $9,500. Was able to get a little bit creative around that. Came back, my free space of the week to me in my eyes is Alexander Madison at $6,100. No Dalvin Cook against the Detroit Lions. They're the worst team or the second worst team, excuse me, only to Houston as far as against the running back goes. Alexander Madison, I know he has disappointed at times when given the opportunity to start there for Dalvin Cook. But I think against Detroit, a lot of things get cured when it comes to having some struggles in those areas. And he's been out for the last couple of weeks and he's going to make a point to come in this game. I think he'll be the bell cow guy. I think he's got a great chance here to really return on the value. Remember at $6,100, basically that means you're looking for 12 and a half points. There's no reason a PPR league. He shouldn't get you at least 12 and a half points going into this league. I come back with Mike Evans. I don't know if Tampa Bay plays everybody the entire time. I don't know that they do, but here's what I do know. In a half of football, Mike Evans is going to get targeted like crazy because for whatever reason, and maybe it's a good reason, maybe it's not. We'll see when it comes to playoff time. Tom Brady is making a point to throw Mike Evans the ball whenever he has the opportunity, especially in the red zone. There is a chemistry, a rapport there that is maybe it's being force-fed. Whatever the case may be, they're looking to build it before they hit this postseason against the Atlanta Falcons. I know their defense has been pretty good as of late, even against the pass. I'm not buying into it totally. And here's the deal. Evans has incentives in his contract, which is why I do believe he plays all four quarters in this game because he has certain marks for him to hit to get extra payouts this week. I don't expect them to take him out. Bruce Aaron's type of guy. He will get his guys paid if he has the opportunity to do so. So I like Mike Evans $7,500 a lot there. I come back with Mike Williams for the Chargers going against Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are, are, are pretty much not playing anybody they possibly can get away with not playing in this game. There's no Keenan Allen. Williams had 10 targets last week. I expect him to have pretty good production in this one. The bomb should be there. The red zone threat should be there. At $5,000, you really can't go wrong. My dart throw is Gabriel Davis. I don't know if Allen plays all four quarters. That's been one of your guys, and he's been hitting when and you call his name. He hits in certain situations. No Cole Beasley. No John Brown. Everybody and their mom's going to be guarding Stephon Diggs in Miami. They're going to be double covered on him. Gabriel Davis has a real opportunity to score a touchdown here, $3,600. He should be looking at eight to 10 targets. And I do, I think Allen does play all four quarters. I think the entire starting group does play all four quarters because it's the Dolphins. If this was anybody else, I don't think they would bother. But because they have an opportunity to knock the Dolphins, their divisional rivals, out of the playoffs, I think they're going to take that opportunity to do so and play everybody all the way through. I like Gabriel Davis at $3,600. Now, my tight end, this is going to depend. And I'll pivot off. I have a pivot option off of this. So right now I have Hunter Henry at $4,300 in there. If he does not get clear from COVID, then I will pivot to Irv Smith Jr., who's a little bit cheaper. No Kyle Rudolph. He's been getting in the end zone the past few weeks. So I will pivot to Irv Smith Jr. if Hunter Henry cannot go. But along the lines of Keenan Allen not being there, I like Mike Williams and Hunter Henry against the Chiefs team. It does not care. And an Anthony Lynn-led Chargers team is coaching for his job in this game. There's going to be a little extra emphasis there to put up some points, especially on the offensive side of the ball. 
Hunter Henry, if he gets cleared, I like him a lot at $4,300. But again, if not, I will pivot to Irv Smith Jr. And I feel pretty confident about that. My flex play, again, this is going to be a possible another pivot option. But Malcolm Brown, if Cam Akers cannot go, because he's going to be a game-time decision, but if he cannot go, Malcolm Brown is only $4,300 right now. We just watched Jeff Wilson Jr. run up and down the field in Arizona last week. And with no Jared Goff, I have to imagine leaning on a guy like Malcolm Brown is going to be the game plan for the Rams, at least the beginning part of the game. And we know in the goal line, he'll get those touches. Like I said, and again, it has to be Cam Akers can't wind up being activated. So I have a pivot option off of that. But there's a pretty good, I would have a hard time of believing, even if Cam Akers is activated, how effective you're really going to be in the second week of recovery off a high ankle sprain. It usually takes a month to actually recover and get out there on the field. I don't see it happening. $4,300, Malcolm Brown is a steal. You and I both are on the same page when it comes to Cleveland Browns defense. First of all, they're ridiculously cheap. I can't believe they're only $2,600 when we knew the entire week that Ben Roethlisberger wasn't going to play. But when you combine that with the fact that it's Mason Rudolph and that you have Denzel Ward's back, Miles Garrett's already good to go, Cleveland's defense is back, Carl Joseph just got uh, off the COVID list again today, so they added him back into the lineup. They're good to go. They're ready to rock and roll. Cleveland's defense against Pittsburgh, 100%. With Mason Rudolph, it's going to be a catastrophe trying to watch. I thought it was bad with Ben Roethlisberger in there, Steelers trying to score points. It's going to be even worse with Mason Rudolph. We've seen this song and dance already a year ago. So those wind up being my lineup cards. Those are the values you kind of have to look for, those situations. Just keep in mind, no matter what you wind up doing, if you don't wind up taking Chris and I's advice on, on some of the particular players, Look for what we did. Look for matchups where you know the team has a reason to be playing over their heads in week 17, whether it's they're trying to get into the playoffs like the Tennessee Titans and the Colts that we talked about, or whether they're teams like the Bills where they have a chance to knock out a divisional rival, or you have a team like the Chargers who have a coach that's trying to coach for his job. Those are the situations that you're looking for in week 17 because everything else could wind up being up in the air. Everything else could wind up not playing their guys all the way through or playing all that hard uh, heading into the last week. So now we got that out the way. Chris, we get in a FanDuel. We like to touch on that. We like to win money from every avenue we possibly can. Give me your FanDuel lineup card for this week. Yeah, so FanDuel, I use some of the same cats that I did in DraftKings, and I'll name those guys off right off the top. Jonathan Taylor touchdown, always with him. Uh, Justin Jefferson brought him over. Uh, Josh Reynolds, my Aggie, brought him over as well. The Browns defense, like I mentioned, I'm playing them in every format where I changed up in DraftKings because the, the, the pricing is a little bit different and you get a little bit more money, stuff like that. So I upgraded my, well, I wouldn't say upgraded because they're both, this guy's $7,000. Maybe this guy, I think, for $7,000 quarterbacks, but Baker Mayfield, this guy that has to win this game. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous how much pressure is on this kid to win this game right now, but he's going to do it and he's going to do it with some style. He's probably going to give you a rushing touchdown as well at some point in the game. So Baker Mayfield, I got him as my quarterback at $7,000. Um, my running back two after JTT first, I, I mean, I can't, I can't quit this guy. Uh, if you listen to belly up fantasy live, I doubled down on him uh, at $6,500 against the division rivals. Zeke Elliott, man, $6,500 on on FanDuel. That's like dirt cheap, man. And I think the return on him is going to be phenomenal. Um, And as my wide receiver, too, in one of the games that we mentioned earlier, the Houston Texans versus Tennessee Titans, $5,700 opens your lineup a lot, too, is Kiki Cutie, the the legend of him, man. 
The game is going to be high scoring. It's going to be sneaky fun to watch. They moved it to the three or the three twenty five hour where Houston normally really doesn't play in Texas. So should be very fun to watch this game. And Kiki, he's going to light it up. Um, for my tight end position, I stacked with Baker at $5,200 Austin Hooper uh, against this Pittsburgh Steelers defense who has been pretty good, but I, I think Austin Hooper right here earns his money uh, and lights it up a little bit with Baker. Um, stacking or not stacking, but just having Kiki Cutie and Josh Reynolds as, as cheaper wide receivers, I got to finally get Dan's guy right here, Derek Henry at $10,200. So expensive, but I mean, if you don't have this guy in some of your lineups, you're not doing DFS right because he was not good last week. And if you think that as a fantasy owner, you hated it, Derrick Henry as a football player hated it. He is going to light up Houston tomorrow, and it's going to be so, so sad. I will probably end up chugging a beer for every Derrick Henry touchdown, and I might not make it to the fourth quarter. (laughs) (laughs) So, Derrick Henry, man, got to have him at 10-2. That's my FanDuel lineup. I like it a lot. I actually have one player that's the same for my FanDuel to my DraftKings lineup, and that was Alexander Madison. He's only $5,000. I had my flex in FanDuel. It, it does, I, I can't believe he's only $5,000. It doesn't get much cheaper than that on, on FanDuel especially. We have some of the similar guys because I have Jonathan Taylor as my running back at $8,400 on FanDuel. I have David Montgomery at $8,200. On my Fandle, I do want to talk a little bit about David Montgomery because some people have taken note of the fact that Green Bay has adjusted their defense of fronts. It wasn't just against Derrick Henry last week. The last couple of weeks, they've adjusted somewhat to try to they're trying to funnel their defense towards the run, knowing how bad it is. And they have more confidence now with a healthy Kevin King, a healthy Jerry Alexander. They have corners they believe they can play in one on one. At the end of the day, the RPO action with Mitchell Trubisky, Bill Lazor calling the plays. David Montgomery is not only going to get that 20 plus touch work, but he's going to score. And I don't care what the Packers try to do right now. He's a freight train. who can't be stopped. He is the number two running back in fantasy right now over the past five weeks. I believe it is at this point. You can't go wrong with that. So I know people are looking at that like, well, is that a bit of a trap for David Montgomery? No, $8,200 has Green Bay Packers. I'm firing it up with a ton of confidence. The quarterback that I went in this one was Justin Herbert. Sticking with the Chargers, sticking with the fact the Chiefs aren't playing hard, sticking with the fact the Chargers still need to prove something. I know he doesn't have Keenan Allen, which normally would make me a little hesitant. But when I found out there's, they're probably going to bench Chris Jones, they're probably going to bench the Honey Badger. Things should just be open there for Justin Herbert, I would believe, if nothing else. Trying Without Chris Jones, that, that, ex, that, that, that uh, helps his rushing floor a little bit, right? So. If he decides to take off and run. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem's been with Justin Herbert. It hasn't really been schematics it's been he just hasn't decided to take it off and run as much as he should so we'll see if that happens this week but again Anthony Lynn's coaching for his job they're going to be aggressive in a game in which the Chiefs just aren't going to be so I do expect Justin Herbert $7,600 I'm going to take that shot there for him to have one of his bigger games at wide receiver I got a little bit more creative I actually went James to Crowder here to go with a high floor $6,400 going up against the Patriots no Stephon Gilmore we know Sam Darnold and Adam Gase are going to go out chucking it to the slot receiver come hell or high water, no matter what's going on on the field. I just like his floor, his target share a lot in a good matchup here. I like his chances of score in this one. If Crowder scores, he finishes at a top 12 receiver because of the volume that he gets and everything else. So I do like it there, especially at $6,200. The other guy I went with was T.Y. Hilton. He didn't really get a chance to get that big play. That big play wound up going to Zach Paschal. 
but that was because the Steelers are putting a lot of pressure on the Colts. Are the Jaguars going to put any pressure on the Colts in this game? I wouldn't suspect so. There's a real chance here, especially if the running game's working the way that we expect it to. Off of play action, T.Y. Hilton should be able to get a bomb in this game. So I'm going off the big play for Hilton, continuing his good, strong playing streak here in a plus matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And my number one receiver for this squad is Calvin Ridley at $8,700. No Carlton Davis for Tampa Bay. The guy's been on fire completely over the past few weeks. Matt Ryan still figure, has finally figured out how to play competent football without Julio Jones on the field. So enough so, at least, that Calvin Ridley has been amongst the top two, amongst the top three receivers almost every single week down over the past few weeks. So Calvin Ridley, $8,700. Definitely love going with him there. I actually just went out with Irv Smith Jr. right away at the tight end position in this league at $5,600. My defense is where I had to go a little bit cheaper. Now, the Cleveland Browns are a little bit more expensive on FanDuel than they are at DraftKings. I decided to go with the Arizona Cardinals. John Wolford's going to be the quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams. That's all that needs to be said. You got a backup quarterback at a high pressure situation. I expect the Cardinals defense, while they're not great, to generate turnovers in this game with a John Wolford at quarterback. So that's my FanDuel lineup card. Feel pretty good about it. I think Solid. I like my DraftKings a little bit. Line this this lineup has more of a floor. My DraftKings lineup is more built for a higher ceiling, lower floor possibly. This is be I we usually play tournament leagues. I would say that I think the FanDuel lineup card I just gave you guys would be a great cash play if you're looking to do that head to head and everything of that nature. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back on the other side. Hopefully we have Chaz Flaherty raring to go. We're getting some sports bets of the week for week 17. So stay here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, and we'll be back right after this. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome back, everybody, into the show. You are listening to DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, also presented to you by Belly Up Sports. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, followed along with Chris Pinto over here. We are in the sports betting section of the show. We're just waiting for Chas Flory to join us any minute now, and we'll get him going when we do. But for now, let's talk about some picks that we lock it in. We want to lock this in. You can put this down. This is maybe not the biggest money ones in the world, but these are wins that we think we can win you some money on tomorrow. Some safe bets that we feel really, really strongly about. Hey, Chris, what's some lock bets you have for us this week? I mean, take it to the bank right here. The Colts over the Jags. Gotta take that one for sure. Um, I mean, it's just the Jags got Trevor Lawrence in their eyes. They just got Urban Meyer, I believe. So they're looking at so next season. Even at season. that 14-point spread. Oh, I mean, I didn't want to mention that. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh, it's a lot of the money week. Line. Colts and the Jags. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to give every explanation, but the you know the biggest over because that's just that's just like giving it give you know what you're just going with your pants down right there. So, <laughs> but yeah, obviously 14 points given to the Jags is just ridiculous right there. So Colts over the Jags, ridiculous game. Um, and then another one that I think that's I don't think the the point spreads that much. I'll probably look it up real quick, but. The Cowboys over the Giants. 
I think it's only a that, point and a half spread too. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be an upset or uh, an upset for the giants as well. But I think the Cowboys, I, th- I think they, I think they take this one down right here and playing for Cowboy nation, right? They, they got their fate in their hands. And I've got too many friends here in Texas that are Cowboys fans. And it's just so poetic <laughs> that if they would win and win the division. So the Cowboys are probably going to win tomorrow, put money on it. <laughs> I like it. I like well, one of the locks that I had this week, one of the top ones actually wasn't a game line. Normally it is, but I wound up going with an over under here because they had the Ravens Cincinnati game set at 43 and a half. And I'm pounding the over on that because the Ravens might put up 40 points all by themselves. The Bengals have been pretty competitive as of late. How competitive they'll be against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think very much so because I think the physical bully style that the Ravens play by is going to be too much for the Bengals to be able to handle on both sides of the ball, ultimately speaking. But because I expect the Ravens to put up a lot of points in this game, because they have to, even though they are should be lopsided favorites, and they are in this game, because they have to win this one, they're not going to take their foot off the pedal. So you have the Ravens. I expect them to drop at least 35 points. Like I said, they can score 40 on their own. It's set at 43 and a half right now. I think it's a smash on the over in this game. So I felt really good about that. The other lot that I was going to talk about, which I had to pivot off of was I was taking Minnesota minus six and a half over the Detroit Lions. I thought that was a small line. Of course, at the time we thought Matthew Stafford was going to play. Now Stafford's going to play. So now, no, I wouldn't choose that as a lock game whatsoever. What I will say is a lock game though. in this one is the saints over the Carolina Panthers. I know they just lost their entire backfield, the Panthers are not very impressive to me with the way they're playing right now. They also pretty much don't have a backfield either. They're going to be pretty much down to Curtis Samuel for the most part with no Mike Davis, no Christian McCaffrey anyway. But it looks like this game, they're going with a game plan on Sean Payton's side to get Drew Brees right before the playoffs start. They're looking to go be aggressive, get the passing attack going. So I like the Saints as a lock this week even though it's a game in which you wouldn't suspect they have a lot to play for. But in fact, because they need to get Breeze going, because they need to get momentum going, I do expect them to go off on this one. The other one I think is a lock, and I'll throw another one in there, is Seattle Seahawks over San Francisco 49ers. They're down to pretty much nobody. They have George Kittle, who's back, and he looked great last week, but no Brandon Ayuk, no Debo Samuel, still down Jeff Wilson, still playing with C.J. Bathard. Seattle actually needs to get right on offense on their offensive side of the ball for this game. We don't, we don't expect to see Richard Sherman for the San Francisco 49ers. That line set at six and a half. I do believe Seattle is definitely a touchdown favorite. I would have to believe over the San Francisco 49ers. And Chris, now those are some of the locks. We'll talk about some more games, but give me some of your upset picks of the week. Yeah. Before I give you my upset, man, I can't believe I didn't think about the Ravens right when you said that. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson needs what 90, he needs 90 something yards to set an NFL record where quarterback throws and rushes for over a thousand in consecutive seasons. He would hold that record if he gets 90 something yards tomorrow. So you're right. I think the Ravens are going to pedal the metal and Lamar Jackson's about to do it up. So you're right about that. Uh, upset of the week, like I mentioned, or well, I'm, I'm going to say the Cowboys are going to win but that could be an upset for the Giants. But I think the Jets also upset the Pats uh, at Gillette. Uh, We mentioned, or you mentioned earlier, the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins just playing spoiler, just playing, you know, in division, that rivalry. And historically, 
the Pats have just curb stomped the Jets, right? This is the this is the time where the Pats are kind of tossed up in the air. The Jets have kind of been putting decent games together. Obviously, they're tanking, right? But I mean, Ty Johnson could put up 120 yards against the Pats. What quarterback is coming out? Sidham, Cam, whatever, whoever Bill Belichick puts out, their strength conditioning coach, it doesn't matter. I think the Jets upset the Pats at Gillette tomorrow. Yeah, you have to like that a lot. I mean, even the Vegas line, that game's only three points and it's minus three in favor of the Patriots. But with the way these two teams, the Jets are on a winning streak. The Jets are on a two-game winning streak right now. <laughs> yeah. We went from, are you going to be 0-16 to a two-game winning streak at the end of the year? And you're looking at what the way the Patriots are playing right now, which is just absolute crap. They look completely out of sync. They look like they don't know what to do with the football. Cam Newton's going to be the starting quarterback again this week, but... They just look like a team that's lost, that's given up on the year, that just wants to hit the reset button. Belichick looks looked beside himself last week. He looked like he it had was, no idea what he wanted crazy. to do. It was crazy. Absolutely, yeah. I've never seen Bill Belichick look like that. He just he looked. It looked like a guy who just realized he had no answers. Pretty what it boiled down to. And as crazy as this, if you're going to give me the Jets plus three points in a game which these two teams are trending in opposite directions right now, it's a bet you kind of have to take even though it's the Jets and it makes you feel really wheezy about that. It's it's so bad, Dan, because, I mean, when I did my first podcast, what, almost a year ago with you on your show, and then we did our Belly Up Fantasy Live first show, we talked about Adam Gase, and I was like, oh, man, I love Le'Veon Bell. I love Jamison Crowder. I love – and you were just like, Pinto, don't do it. You're getting <laughs> sucked in. And now I'm just, like, jaded so hard, hard against Adam Gase. And it is – it twists my stomach that I'm going to say that I'm going to take the Jets, but golly. <laughs> well, the, the good news is for not just Jets fans, but I think the NFL in general, because this guy's got to go. It, got to. Ian Rappaport was saying that everyone has been telling them that Adam Gase knows that he's out the door as soon as week 17 is over. If I'm a Jet, I'm not a Jets fan, thank God, because I don't know what I would do <laughs> if I was. But if I'm a Jets fan, I'm sitting there like, look, I don't believe it until I actually see it. And with this, with his organization, uh, you know, operates, I can't see how he's not. He definitely should be, but he should have been what 16 weeks prior. So <laughs> that that's that's the issue. And lies. It sounds like he'll be gone. That's good for Jets fans. It's good for football in general because this guy should not be a head coach anymore. It's just a waste of space. You got any more for me? No, that that was it. That's all I prepared. I got an interesting one for you that I want to talk about. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears. That game is set minus four in the favor of Green Bay Packers. The Bears have a lot more on the line. Oh, yeah. I, I think the Bears win that game for sure. The, I, I, I would tend to agree. And I feel like this is the Bills-Dolphin situation in my mind all over again. Because the Packers didn't come out and say, hey, well, you know what? We're going to bench Aaron Rodgers. We're going to bench Aaron Jones. We're going to bench Devontae Adams. All these guys are playing. They're also in a situation where, you know what? We can knock our division rival out of the postseason and we just take care of business now. Now, the Packers, they do already. They're set up for the bye, so they are going to get a break next week. And I, I kind of just wonder, because in my head, I was doing my rankings this week, and I had A.J. Dillon up there because I was expecting, you know, Aaron Jones probably won't play that much, so make sure he's good to go. Those let A.J. Dillon kind of carried a rock and just kind of let him take all the workload. And then... Monday came, Tuesday came, Wednesday came, Thursday came. These guys are getting benched, and they haven't even talked about whether or not, how, like, how much they're going to play, whether if they're going to bench them at half. Time. No, no, no. That conversation has not come up. So in my mind, I think the Packers are looking at this as an opportunity. Like, hey, you know what? We got a week off. 
already locked up, guaranteed. Let's make sure Chicago doesn't make the playoffs. That's where it's interesting. And that's why I think the line is still in favor of the Green Bay Packers in minus four. Now, the Bears still have a lot more on the line. And I think if this game, if it gets, if it starts getting really physical, if it starts getting really dirty, if Chicago's up maybe 10 points heading into the fourth quarter, I think the Packers then might take their foot off the gas at that point because there just wouldn't be much to gain. But it's going to be an interesting one. I think it's one that a lot of people want to bet the Bears on because if you bet them on the money line at one plus 175, it's a nice little bet. But I'm not counting on the Packers not going into this game with the idea that they're going to win it. I did, for, I did forget to mention my big upset pick of the week, and that was the Houston Texans. Plus seven and a half. Look, I expect Tennessee to win that game, but you're going to give me plus seven and a half for the Houston Texans. That game's going to be close. It's going to be back and forth. It's going to be high scoring. I'm also smashing the over, which is at 56 and a half. I don't, both these teams are in the 30s, high 20s in my mind. I, I'm not, I'm smashing the over on that one. But I expect this to be a shootout. I expect Houston to be able to score. Watson's playing. David Johnson's playing better as of late. They found something there now with Brandon Cooks over the past couple of weeks. They're going to be able to put up points along with Tennessee, whose defense is terrible. Tennessee will be able to put up points too, but it's not going to, it's not a touchdown. It's not a plus touchdown difference between these two teams. Their records might suggest that they are, but in really in reality on the paper, the talent, the way they've been playing as of late, it's not a seven and a half point difference between these two teams. I love Houston plus seven and a half. That's got to make you feel good, right, Chris? Uh, it, it definitely does. Uh, I do have the Texans winning this game as well, but no one wants to hear me say that, right? And I have <laughs> ND winning the division. So that's, I mean... Well, that's what would happen if the, if the Tennessee Titans actually right won exactly, and that's man, I just I just can't say it out loud, but I just did. <laughs> I don't think Houston wins ultimately because of Derrick Henry. That, no, that, that's that's the reason why ultimately I don't think they win. But this definitely is closer than a seven and a half point line. That's definitely money to be made heading into this matchup for sure. Quick question for you: I know this does not have anything to do with anything that we've talked about, Dan. Sure. What do you think about? Travis Etienne versus Najee Harris. <laughs> You've seen it all over Twitter. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. I don't t- tend not to get in those things too much. Well, I want to know because I know you don't. But uh, yeah, I'm going with Najee Harris all day, every day. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't, I, it, it's a lose lose for me because it's like, Najee Harris, Alabama SEC guy, but then my heart goes with Travis Etienne because he committed to AM but then left us and just jaded me. But whatever, whatever. I, I, I think I think Travis Etienne will wind up getting drafted a, on a better team. And on a better team. Or for his situation. Like yeah, yeah I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. And that part and, and what we do in the MD Sandy football show is that I break down film on all the top prospects throughout the years. Not part of the show. It'll be on YouTube and all the streaming services and stuff like that. But we'll go through, we break down the top quarterbacks, top running backs, top receivers. And I just break down, you know, what their skill sets are, what we like. Um, and we, you know, guys that we think that are good, not just for dynasty, which of course we'll focus on that because they're rookies, but also guys I think that could come in and make an impact right away. The redraft leagues. Travis Etienne probably has the better chance of being a redraft fantasy football value next season. Najee Harris, you know, all this depends on what situation they wind up in. And that's, you know, that's what you always have to repeat that while you're going through the offseason videos. But Najee Harris sets up longer term with the skill set that he's going to be looking for. So 
that's going to be the difference you're going to find if you're looking at a dynasty draft. But yeah, I'd have to lean towards Najee Harris. But overall, I'm not very impressed with this running back class in general anyway. Um, it's not a very strong one. This, this The whole class in general is just kind of weird, right? Compared to what we've seen in the past. It's just like... The wide receivers are still going to be oh, not quite as deep as they were last year, but almost on par as far as the top-end talent goes. Sure. No, for sure. But yeah. But this, like, isn't, this isn't a fantasy draft this year. 2021 is going to be a defensive draft. There's a lot of guys on the offensive line, a defensive line, a lot of ooh, corners actually this year. I just got goosebumps. IDP leagues across the across <laughs> the board, baby. <laughs> that, I mean, that's really what this draft class is, is going to be about. I, here's we'll talk so we're talking about that a little bit we'll, we'll we'll tie it in here with fantasy football and and week 17 the Jacksonville Jaguars they they locked up of course that they had the number one pick we don't know who their coach is going to be yet I have to imagine it's not going to be Doug Marone but with Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville and look at that team is they could easily turn into a top 12 offensive team next year with Trevor Lawrence a quarterback even his rookie season because you have DJ Chark who we know is better than what he showed this year you have LaVisca James Chenault. Robinson. You have, James, you, have, you have LaVisca Chenault, who's proven to be a good playmaker. We love James, him. James Both Robinson, who him. came out of nowhere. It'll be interesting to see who they wind up going with their third wide receiver. They got to do something at tight end. They do need some improvement along the offensive line. But you have a core nucleus there with Travis Lawrence, or Trevor Lawrence, I should say. Like I said, the big question will be who winds up being the head coach. But now they have that number one pick. It's going to be a, an attractive job to an offensive guru coach, whoever that might be. I don't know. What do you think of Jacksonville, their fantasy purposes and what their team, their offense could be next year? So, I mean, just hyped about the offense, right? Obviously, DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, James Robinson. Like you mentioned, the court is just so, so, so good. And then your third wide receiver, hopefully, for my sister-in-law, Colin Johnson Jr. out of the University of Texas. The dude is huge. He's got a great pedigree. Um you got to like what he can do. And he's, he's flashed a little bit, but with any quarterback, whoever, whoever they decide to go with, you got to think this offense is going to be what, at least a top 12 offense across the board. So Justin Field, Trevor Lawrence, I'm going to pencil in Trey Lance. I like the kid. We've had a guy that's talked about him for a while and I watched film on him. I like him wherever he goes, but he's not going to be the number one or number two pick. So Trevor Lawrence, come on in Jacksonville and just beat on my Houston Texans for the next 15 years. Come on. <laughs> and if you're a New York Jets fan, you just got to be sitting there like, this is the worst possible thing you guys could have done. Dude, how bad is game. this? Like, get like worst Gase. possible thing. Well, that's why I was like, you should have fired Adam Gates for winning. I'm like, yo, I thought the whole reason you kept him in there is make sure you go. 0 and 16, you won a game. No, that's, that's the exact opposite of what we need you to do at this point. Uh, but absolutely yeah. ridiculous with the New York Jets. Are it, doing. It's crazy that they are going to have a top draft pick and yet still find a way to set their draft class, set their franchise back because they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence there at the number one. And, and what's crazy is, I mean, I've seen, we've seen New York Jets fans even talk about it because it makes a little bit of sense. And I, I don't, I actually, I don't know if it makes sense or not, but the Jets could go with the offensive tackle, uh, Swool, right? Swool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> to switch back to week 17 and some other games here. I'm going to give you, I want to talk about two games here. One game I don't want to touch at all. And it's because it's just, who knows is Raiders and the Broncos. Both these oh. teams are going to play hard. Big Van Gio, John Gruden are both trying to establish new cultures with their teams. They're going to play, come out. They're going to play hard. What you lock are you going to get? Who knows? This line set at minus two and a half in favor of the Raiders. 
what Raiders defense are you going to get is also the other caveat to that. It's just two teams that are very Jekyll and Hyde. If the, if the Raiders decide to actually give the ball to Josh Jacobs plus 20 times, they should win this game. But last week, he touched the ball 13 times. He was, he was, he was breaking off for eight-yard runs every time he touched the ball, but it didn't seem to matter. So yeah, that's a game. You look for these games on Week 17 you don't want to touch. That's a game I am not touching with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And you're right. That's crazy that both these these teams are Jekyll and Hyde, and we will see one of these teams be Jekyll and the other team be Hyde, obviously, because someone... And even even the over-under set at 50 and a half. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's a lot. No no idea, because you you could... This game could be 17 to 10. It could be 30, 27. There's there's nothing on this game worth betting. I'm trying to stay away from it altogether. The one game that I... I want to bet, but also feel very torn about as I want to bet that Sunday night game, Washington and Philadelphia. There's going to be a, depending on what happens in the Cowboy giant game, there could be a lot on the line. Alex Smith is expected to play, but not Terry McLaurin. Antonio Gibson will be out there though. And you have on the other side, you got Jalen hurts, but do we have a hundred percent healthy Jalen hurts out there? Cause he got a little bit nicked up last week with his legs. Didn't look very good in that second half. The line's set at minus four in favor of Washington. They should win that game. The one thing I would probably bet, though, they have the over-under set at 44. I'll probably bet the under on that one. Yeah. I don't expect there to be a lot of points in this game. Washington's defense is for real. Philadelphia's defense is really good. Plus, Washington's offense is, is crap. I don't care who's that quarterback, whatever you do. So I probably would feel pretty good about betting the under. That's a game, though, that if you want to tease down, that's what I would do. I would tease it down at one and a half, Washington, and I would parlay it up with, say, the Chargers at minus four and a half over the Kansas City Chiefs, something along those lines. It's kind of what I would be looking to target uh, heading into this week. It's just, it's a Sunday night game at week 17. You want to have some money on that last game before the regular season caps off. And I think that's why I want to put some kind of money on it so badly, even though that game conceivably could go either way in itself. Yeah, I mean... I feel like if the Cowboys win, the Eagles are going to try to play spoiler at home. So we'll see what Jalen Hurts comes out right because we've seen him flash. But yeah, like you say, he was nicked up last week. And Dallas showed the blueprint to beat the Eagles? Question mark? <laughs> I mean, whatever. I don't know what to, I didn't know what to make of that game because it's like, yeah. oh, Andy Dalton still- decided that he was like, no, I actually am a competent quarterback and we do have weapons. But uh, like but to go off in the Philadelphia Eagles, who have a decent defense, the way they did when they did, it's just that's why I, I I'm with you. I think the Giants might pull up this upset this week because the Cowboys just they're not going. They don't win when they're supposed to or when they need to. I should say they don't win when they need to. Ridiculous. <laughs> and it just it would just be the epitome of this this whole entire season. I do have a parlay bet on one game, and it's not something I do a lot, but. The one parlay bet that I'm going to be betting heavy on tomorrow is I tease down the Ravens game to minus five and a half, along with having the over-under set at 40 and a half. If you do that right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook, you will get even money. And right now they're doing a 20% boost on every bet. So you'll actually get plus 122 if you do Ravens minus five and a half over the Bengals and you hit the over at 40 and a half which is pretty much as much of a guaranteed parlay bet as you're going to get. And you're going to be in the plus money right now this week. So I just want to let everybody know about that as a nice parlay bet that I am going to be putting probably a couple hundred dollars on because I'm going to feel pretty good about that heading into it. Another nice money maker for you guys. We can announce our winner. Let's uh, do it. I, I fry. I fry. 
or E Fryo, I F R Y O. That's why I guess I gotta assume it's I Fryo. He won week 15 and week 16 of our December contest. So he will be the receiver of the championship footballs.com $100, which will pretty much get him a championship souvenir. Uh, Chaz Flory is not with us tonight, but he will be able to get in contact with him. Really a great. Christmas past was one of the great gifts you could possibly get for your man cave. Hang it up anywhere. Championshipfootballs.com. They have just top of the line products for you to be able to go to and utilize there. Uh, so congratulations, Ifra. We will be getting with you shortly so you can get your championshipfootballs.com. We are going to have one last contest. It's going to be up there on the link below for the DC's DFS contest in week 17. One last one, and then we'll be switching to the NBA. So we are going to qualify. This will be the football one. It's going to qualify the first week in January, and then the NBA will uh, take over after that. So you'll be following us on the NBA because, you know, yes, we have the playoffs coming up, but we're going to have to be switching sports soon. And if anything we learned from 2020 is that I need sports in my life, but I also need fantasy to make it more interesting to me. <laughs> fantasy above all. Time. Fantasy exactly. above all. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. If you never played at basketball, there's so many different ways – to play so unlike football football for the most part there's one way to play it's head-to-head you set your lineup for the week basketball you have category play you have head-to-head play there's so many different options you could do and the same thing goes for hockey same thing goes for baseball and it's really something that we are going to be helping you guys out with at belly up fantasy because we have a full crew now we have an nba crew we're going to have a hockey crew we're going to have a baseball crew we're going to be helping you with every single different type of fantasy sport to help you win money, help you win your leagues, help you win those championships. And overall, fantasy, I don't care what some people say, fantasy makes you a smarter sports fan because you know who these players are, you know how to analyze, you know how to dissect numbers, you know what matchups to look for. It makes you a smarter fantasy fan. It makes you a better fan of the game, a more involved fan of the game. Fantasy sports is definitely a way to go. Play it all year long with Belly Up Fantasies. We'll be with you all year long in all these different sports because we had a really great crew here. Chris, I mean, I know I know he's going to be working on stuff. When does Belly Up Fantasy Live come back? Because I assume you guys are done for the season now. So, Belly Up Fantasy Live football currently wrapped on week 17 this past week and we were going to take a little hiatus from the football aspect of it we're gonna be doing some writing ryan is coming out with a quote-unquote database for us is going to be phenomenal billy has been working on a metric for that as well um tom obviously volcanoing hot takes left and right live tweeting the the eagles left and right but we will be coming back for super bowl sunday with belly up fans or belly up sports and corner booth podcast to do a live tweet live show for that to give um you know just a collab effort for that just a little fun thing between the two shows um for the off season that should be pretty fun but my wife doesn't like this i was supposed to take a break until the off season uh dan mike brown got me hooked on basketball fantasy basketball and so I will be helping with the fantasy basketball show that comes out on Tuesdays. We'll be doing that twice a month. Um, I'm in a couple different leagues right now. One with Dan, maybe one with Dan, two with Dan. I think one with Dan. Uh, just one. Um, and it's just, it's enveloped my life now since football is gone because I'm a stats guy. I'm a numbers guy. I'm a, I'm, I'm a spreadsheet guy and basketball a little bit more than football and I'm not doing as well as I want to do. So <laughs> basketball, come on with it. I'll be doing that on Tuesdays. This coming Tuesday will be live. 
Um, and then I guess I'm going to start writing again. I, I, I wrote, uh, I helped collab with a way too early draft today, Dan, and it was fun, man. I, I had a great time with these guys and writing is just fun. So I think I'm going to dive back into that. Maybe not for basketball, but for football for sure. Uh, but you can find me on way too many belly up stuff. So find me there. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we're going to have great content coming out for you guys the entire time. My main show, the MZ's Family football show. If you guys didn't pa- happen to listen this past week, we're done. Follow. Until, yeah. Follow along at belly up MDFF show on social media. We're done until March. What we do is we'll come back one episode a week, starting in March. We'll talk about the free agency fantasy impact. We'll talk about the draft upcoming. We'll switch it up. Then we'll go to two a week come late July and then come back September. We'll be back to four a week uh, when that happens all on the worldwide sports radio network, WWSRN. We have plans for bigger production, more entertainment, more, more information all coming your way. So the show like it does every single year so far, we'll take another step up as all thanks to you guys. The fans in the meantime, between now and then I will be, like I said, coming out with videos on draft prospects. There'll be short five to 10, maybe at most 15 minute videos on different draft prospects. We'll break down their tape. What I like about them, what I don't like about them, what I think their fantasy impacts will be able to be heading into the following season. And we just haven't, we're just off season in the off season. When we go away, we don't go away. We're working on things to get ready for the following year to make it more improved for you guys as the fan. And we'll continue to do that with this show, which this, this is the one show that we're going to kind of keep our foot on the tab and keep it going and keep it rolling every single week. But everything else, we're going to have better rankings for you guys. We're going to have more stuff available for you guys. So make sure you're following us at Belly Up Fantasy at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. All going to be great content for you everywhere 24 7 365 that's gonna wrap it up for the show wait dan before sure, you wrap it up because i know you're so good at this i i mentioned earlier you gotta follow dan's show because dan is way too humble what you don't realize is the team at belly up fantasy was put together by dan so he's extremely humble he doesn't mention that often that he's our captain guys if you're if you're not following dan and you're not part of nd's nation you're doing fantasy wrong so get with him he'll he'll help you out uh this is my first year i did a trifecta i won a work league i won a home league and i won an industry league thank you dan oh, thank up. you chris Those kind words from you guys but you guys do a lot of the work and make my life very very easy everybody take care win some money tomorrow week 17 have a good time stay safe happy new year i hope 2021 is a lot better for everybody out there stay safe see you guys later